The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast of The Best of the Breakfast Show from Virgin Radio with Sky. Coming up, Rob Beckett chats the brand new series of Rob and Ramesh versus on Sky One. Alex Horn tells us about his new episode of the Horn Section podcast starring his new best friend, Robbie Williams, and their brand new duet of a slightly different but still brilliant version of Angels. Keith Lemon tells us all about his new Channel 4 show, The Fantastical Factory of Curious Crafts. Plus, Michelle Keegan and Joe Gilgan both chat season two of the superb, hilarious Sky original Brassic. All that and so much more on the way. But first, Vassos, who's the first guest? You may not know it yet, but there's something missing in your lockdown life. And it's watching our next guest dance in an actual, <laughs> real-life, professional ballet. Come on. The new series of Rob and Romesh Versus gives you exactly that treat. It's on Sky One at 9pm tonight and here to tell us all about it is the prima ballerina himself, Rob Beckett. Good morning, Rob. Hello. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've seen it, by the way. The ballet? I've seen the whole show. It's hel- think? It's I al- think it's a new career for me. <laughs> I, I think, forget all this comedy, just dance. I Let think- your body do the talking. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I, right from the first conversation you have with Ramesh in the car about what he, what, he st- what he ended up saying to himself in the mirror earlier that morning. Well, he, he was at, got out of the shower completely naked and he walked past the mirror yep. and looked at himself and just said, to himself out loud, I hate your body, which <laughs> to himself, yeah. he said that to himself. No. But we're both very sort of low mm. self esteem body wise, and you don't truly realize how out of shape you are until you're stood next to a ballet dancer in a leotard. I know, then you know, I know, I know, I know. What, what is it? What is, is it? A tra- is it a training leotard that you, you both wore? Because it's because they were Oof. they were skimpier than usual, if you don't mind me no, saying, no, 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 they were. Regular size, it was our bodies that were the problem. <laughs> there was lumps on me. I didn't realise oh, I was fat God. in certain places. Bottom of my back. Who knew? You know, when, you know when you go to the doctor, hopefully it's something quite innocuous that has to be lanced. It was like that, but there was just lots of it. <laughs> oh, God. No. It's like I'd been poured into that oh. outfit. Like mashed potato in a sock. It was horrible. It was, Never uh, mind. It, but it, but it was very, very well done for doing it. I mean, it was hilarious. Not quite as funny as the ice bath scene. What the heck was going on oh. there? Well, well the ballet dancers put themselves through such horrendous ordeal with training every day and yeah. dancing and stuff. Their bodies need it. They need that ice bath therapy. But I got in it. And what the, I was always trying to be positive. And I, for the first half a second, I was like, do you know what? I think I'm going to be all right. And then I just lost it. And then the cold, I can't, I, I still shiver thinking about it. Oh, my goodness me. Well, I've got it. I don't know if you've heard it on the radio, but I've, I've just got to play this moment for our listeners. So once again, just set this up, set up exactly what was going on here. Yeah, so we spent all day doing ballet dance training, like the life of a ballet dancer. And then you have to get in this freezing cold bath in order for your muscles to recover. And me and Ramesh got in and tried our best. Yeah, and this is what happened. <laughs> Oh, 
I'm not gonna lie, you just gotta jump in, gotta commit. That was just it. their ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your man at the time said you ha you just have to surrender to the pain. There was no surrender there, Rob. <laughs> no, that was me trying to surrender. <laughs> I'd be a terrible hostage. I'd be awful. But I, that, I, that, I tried my best. It's you so did. cold. Oh, and... Of course it is. It's a oh, nice bath. <laughs> I know, but you, I thought I'd get used to it. I've been swimming in the sea in Ireland. I yeah. thought I could take it. Okay. Never um, mind. No, oh, it was brutal. It's brilliant. I mean, I do you know what? I love your relationship. I mean, how? I know you're really good friends, but you know how how good friends are you? Oh uh, well, we, we've known each other ten years. We started out doing like all the rubbish gigs together in comedy, and like, we go on holiday with our families, and we meet up socially. We're really good friends. You can't sort of fake that relationship, really. And there's lots of stuff I'll do in this show that I would never have done on my own without Ramesh backing me up. Like when we got, we get a colonic irrigation in LA. I don't know why. I still don't know why we've done it. So but it's part of the show. And I, I wouldn't have done that with anyone else. Right, I was going to ask you, so you start in Birmingham, but you do end up in places like Los Angeles. Where else do you go in season two? So um, LA for the basketball and Paris for the basketball. And then we go to South Africa to watch the, and follow the England cricket team, which was incredible. And, and I think, you know, at the moment, we can't really move around and do much. It's such a great escape to see all these amazing places on the screen. So hopefully tonight it'll be a nice distraction for people to watch and see all these amazing places that we'll get to go to at some point in the future. All right, it is hilarious. Sky One tonight, 9pm. Uh, Rob and Ramesh versus uh, today Ballet Series 2. And uh, last night uh, you took part in a, a sky.com slash VIP event. What went on there, please, Rob? Uh, it was just me and Ramesh doing a Q&A about what was going on in the show and stuff like that, which was, which was good fun. But to be honest, it's just a nice escape to have an hour off of childcare, to be honest, <laughs> at the moment, because... I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and it is absolute carnage in our house. It's brutal. And what, so kind of, it's, uh, what kind of questions were you asked last night? Oh, stuff like who's Batman and who's Robin out of me and Ramesh. Obviously, I'm Batman. Um, he, felt, he felt differently. Yeah. But it was just sort of a nice Q&A. Uh, we have a few of the, the fans that, that, that like the show. So. All right, brilliant, 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 <laughs> brilliant. Uh, Robert Ramesh versus Season 2 tonight, Sky 1, 9pm. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. You know what they say, behind every successful comedian stands a pillar of strength and sense with a keen eye for news and traffic and travel. <laughs> the latest episode of the Horn Section podcast drops this morning and it's sure to entertain you. Please welcome Mr Rachel Horn. It's Alex Horn. Morning, Good morning. Good morning. Hello, Chris. Hello, uh, Hello, Hello Rachel. You? Well, there you are. I can see you both. You do look like Elton John and Kiki D about to burst into Don't Go Breaking My Mic. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever described us like that before. Thank you, Chris. Well, uh, you look like that to me. Because Rachel has a very Kiki D hair colour going on at the moment. There you go. She does. Sometimes she drapes it over my head, uh, <laughs> as she will do now. And it's a sort of look at what could have... What could have happened? What okay. could have been? That's very Mick Hutton circa 1984. It is a bit. Just post the frantic, frantic elevators. Anyway, that's another story. What's going on with you and Robbie Williams? For heaven's sake, Alex. Well, yes, that's, it. that's what I felt as well. I think, you know, there's opportunities in this lockdown to have fun, and we're keen to do that. So um, we, we posed the question to Robbie, do you want to sing a song with us? He said yes. So we did it. That's no, that. It's not that simple. Otherwise, we'd all be doing it. <laughs> yeah, we do share this saxophonist. <laughs> we, not, not many people share a saxophonist with Robbie. And Mark was brave enough to say, look, I've remixed your, um, 
your hit song Angels. We've made it summery and fun. More fun, Robbie. Do you want to do you want to try that? But Robbie's Robbie's up for things. You know, he's he's there in LA. He's he's in lockdown like everyone else, and he he was he was well up for it. So yeah, I I was at the kitchen table at midnight for an hour chatting to him, and we sang the song and. Uh, it's it's coming out at ten a.m. But I think you've got you've got. I'm sorry, we're not women though, because your playlist this morning has been amazing. Yeah, well, it's nothing to do with me. Marvelous Mira and Nazi Jane have said they will make a special exception purely for this no one way. song. Actually, they made an earlier exception for Tom Hanks between six thirty and seven and Noah. But anyway, so this little uh, trilogy <laughs> there uh, represented the male race. Mm. So w- you spent an hour chatting to him. So th- this is a whole podcast, is it, with Robbie Williams? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's um, he listens to podcasts a lot. He likes our one, thankfully, and uh, he just went along with it. It's a very stupid podcast our one but we did get to there's a little bit of heartfelt stuff at the end about how he's missing performing and his his main function in life is to show off and he hasn't been doing that for a bit so that (laughs) that might be why he came on i think that's so funny and um did you talk to him about about you know when his industry has anybody given you know a wink to not a wink to when things might get back to from a live point of view there was a there was somebody wasn't there was it in switzerland over the weekend a performer there um who gave a live concert a drive-in live concert so people could Mm. still socially distance in their cars that could be a way forward i suppose yeah he he didn't he said he's looking forward to it and they'll get back to it as soon as possible he's meant to be in las vegas at the moment so um no he's itching to get back and as soon as he can he will and so was this a one take wonder it was yeah i mean he's got a remarkable voice you i think you forget how good a singer robbie is and he sang it into his laptop and it sounds it sounds amazing he'd never even heard the the version before it's it's great i was, I was quite re- relieved if i'm honest do you know the story about angels and about robbie tell me it chris okay so so he went solo um and um things weren't going too well initially and then not at all mm. and so he had and he told me the story himself he had some money left in his bank account and it wasn't very much and so he said look to his uh, partner at the time look we've got x that will get us on a plane to y why don't we just go and have a holiday because that Amazing. was fun take that was fun it was all fun but it really looks like it's over and while he was away his record company said look there's this one song and i think it was the fifth release from that album and they said, look, this just might do it. Let's just let's give it one more go. And they didn't tell him. And they put Angels out. And two days later, they said, Robbie, get on the plane. Come home soon. Yeah. Angels yeah. have smashed it. And that's, that's the story. And if you've ever tried to sing Angels in karaoke, you'll know that Robbie Williams has an amazing range yeah. because it's unsingable for most people. Well, he did reveal on the podcast that since the release of that song, he's not uh, cooked a single item of food or pumped up a football. He has people now. He has people <laughs> to do every job for him because of that song it's amazing it's awesome and he's a lovely fella uh, so what was, what was his mood alex funny funny relaxed and uh you know he, he he wants to do more comedy i think and more chatting so he was very chilled we we could have spoken for hours to be honest we played games we sang songs and he talked about his children his dogs many many dogs many many children all right and um what time did this all take place our time uh well it ended about half one in the morning i think three o'clock in the afternoon with him uh, but he rubbed his head a lot. He just shaved his head. That was the other uh, revelation. <laughs> so he couldn't stop. He said he was very nervous as well because right. because it was going you know on a podcast so they don't disappear. So he he was more nervous than me. Could you see him when you were talking to him? I could see him. Yeah, we we uh, it was a Zoom special, so we could see each other. And uh, yeah, I gazed at Robbie for an hour and a half. And was the buzz cut number one, number two, or, or the full on skin? 
I'm saying number one and a half. Number one and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is still hair around. There's still hair. The There's Williams still hair. Noggin. But there is a video which is coming out at 10 o'clock as well, so you'll all be able to see Robbie's buzz cut. How do people access this? Uh, I think just YouTube. I think it will be on YouTube.com. Your, your podcast is named? Uh, the Horton Section Podcast, yeah. We'll put it on all the platforms as soon as this is over. Just give us a little burst of Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Go on, you two. Go on, Rachel. <laughs> Don't go breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my well, no, you're meant to do the oh, next I line. I couldn't that's if I tried. I, tried. I don't know the song. <laughs> okay, forget it. All right, let's go instead to Alex Horn and the Horn Section and Robbie Williams and the world exclusive of the Horn Section's take featuring actual Robbie Williams of Angels. I sit and wait. Oh, come on. I mean, it's a bit too good, Alex, if you it's don't mind fun, me saying. Oh, <laughs> it sounds it's amazing. Song. It's great, isn't it? It's full. It's got the scar vibe going on. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, leading with the horn section there, it's really pumping out straight out. Great energy. Well done. Well, we sent it to Guy Chambers as well because he wrote it with Robbie and uh, thankfully he's given it up his blessing. The thumbs so, up. Um, well, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. And Robbie's vocal's amazing. He's brilliant, isn't he? He's, he's, so, he's such a good singer. It's <laughs> effortless, isn't it? It's so effortless. Well, well done. Congratulations. Uh, that's out today at 10 o'clock. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. He's a mainstay on our tellies and a guarantee of giggles. His new show, The Fantastical Factory of Curious Craft, starts on Channel 4 this Sunday and here to tell us all about it is a lemon that's never sour. It's the super (laughs) sweet Keith Lemon. Good morning, (laughs) Keith. Hello, how are you? Very well, how are you? <laughs> I'm excited to be on the radio with Chris Evans. It's exciting. Well, we're very excited to have you with us, Keith. What the heck's going on? I know you you genuinely love crafting, don't you? You genu- genuinely are a crafty crafter. Yeah, it's weird because I have this perception of being really naughty. But in real life, I go home and make models of E.T. and Howard the Duck and such. And Quite s- a geek. Right, and so what's going to happen on the telly? I, I, think it's, I think it's cool, though, crafting. Very well. Uh, again? Yeah, it's what. What is going to happen on the telly? What's going to be on the show? What will you be crafting? You know, live on Channel Four. Well, I'm not the actual crafter. We have four crafters. I set them a challenge right. uh, to create a craft. Then one of them is bumped out of the factory, and then a celebrity comes in Ooh. and challenges them to make a craft. <laughs> and then that celebrity will choose the winning crafter, and that celebrity will take that craft home. In um, Sunday's episode, it's the lovely Eamon Holmes. What a lovely man. Right, so what, so what did Eamon get up to? What can you tell us without, you know, without um, sort of committing the crime of any, any spoilers on the air? Well, um, he wanted um, the crafters to make a garden feature, a water feature for his garden. He's just done his garden. So they were all busy doing that. And I sat and made football, blow football table with him. Um, so that was fun. But I have no interest in football at all. <laughs> uh, but my mum also works on the show as a tea lady, and she's a big fan of Eamon Holmes. And um, she, she, it's like she's had a truth serum. She said to Eamon, she went, oh, I like stocky blokes, which I don't know if it's what you should say to yeah, Eamon Holmes, really. How, how did that go down with Eamon? Um, she had a bit of a shocked face, and I just said, oh, sorry, she's from Leeds. She's very honest. No, no, she has appeared. She sort of... She sort of um... 
she she's she popped a cherry on uh, your sketch show, didn't she? So she's done a little bit of this before. How come you've tempted her even further into the world of show business? It's just nice to bring your mum into work, isn't it? And, and she's rather funny. They auditioned loads of tea ladies, and I just said to the team, I said, my mum's prettier than these ladies, and you know, and she's real because the fantastical factory is very fantastical so i thought it'd be nice to have a real element in there and, and she stole the show my mum i'm gonna have to get a real job no they do tend to do that i used to bring my mum yeah. on tfi friday and the rest is history uh, once that happens yeah. so um t- tell us about your lockdown crafting what have you been what have you conjured up what have you created over the last six weeks or so anything special um well it was star wars day on may the 4th so i was making star wars masks at home but i've been making a lot of videos of me um, doing illustrations and stuff and putting them on my YouTube channel and dressing up with my son, Jeff, and having um, trumping competitions. Excellent. That's good. And do, do you uh, do you fuel up for those? Or is, do you just, do you just you know, do you just, uh, is, it, is it a lucky dip on maybe, you know, what you've what pulses you've had and what you've not had naturally that day? Um, I, I can pretty much um, do it on cue. <laughs> 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 um but, yeah, when, when uh, years ago when we were filming a programme called Bo Selector, we used to record I them all. And we, we had a tape, a tape back then that was just full of that noise because it's the funniest noise ever. Oh, God, I love Bo Selector so much. So, so much. Um, well, I'm doing little bits of Bo Selector oh. on my YouTube channel until the television goes, go on, then you can have another go. Do you remember the, um, what was it, the little bear? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the Bears doing a talent show in my garden, so I've been asking people to send in their talents. It's right. called My Garden Has Got Talent. Because I, uh, the, so the, the the, your bear always reminds me of Andrew Pierce. You know what's weird? Someone said to me yesterday, is your bear supposed to be Chris Evans? <laughs> I don't know why, because he's got glasses on and ginger hair. You, but you watch, <laughs> we all look the same, apparently. You watch Andrew Pierce on Sky News pay-per-view and tell me, tell me he's only one step away from the bear or the bear's only one step <laughs> away from him. Seriously, honestly. It is Andrew Pierce, isn't it, that does it with Kevin Moran? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's the it's the way it's the way the uh, it's the lips it's the person with the lips. It's what it is. <laughs> I love it. It's I love teeth. it. It's the teeth. Oh, it's the teeth. This is it. It's the teeth. Uh, all right, uh, it's Keith. The teeth that do it. Uh, the fantastical factory of curious crafts begins Sunday, May the tenth, on Channel Four. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. We've heard from three already, but there's still more to come. Guess wise, Adam Kay discusses his new book, Dear NHS, 100 Stories to Say Thank You. Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, Matt Hancock, gives us an update on the new app being tested by the government to track coronavirus. And Joe Gilgan and Michelle Keegan both chat season two of Brassic, which you can watch all of right now on Sky. All that on the way. But that's us. 
Who's next? Being locked in a cage with a lion is all in a day's work for our next <laughs> guest. And there's not long to wait to find out oh why. The phenomenal Sky Original Brassic Series 2 is out tomorrow. And with a Sky VIP Q&A to come tonight, please welcome Brassic's Erin, a.k.a. the magic Michelle Keegan. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Morning, how are you? Morning, I'm great, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Uh, you know I love Brassic. Uh, season two, uh, it's better than season one, and season one could not be bettered, it has to be said, uh, when it yeah. ended. Yeah. Uh, well done. Tell us about the lion. How, how close did you get to the lion? Was there a lion without giving anything away about the lion? Thank God it was all done <laughs> in CGI. Right. That's all I'm going to say. I got the script. Yeah. And I read, I read it, I thought, what? Mm. Um, obviously, you know Brassic, you know, it's ambitious and the antics that the guys get up to. You just never know. You never know what's going to happen. And I thought, how are they going to shoot this? Okay, and now I was they... asking a few questions Okay, about the, you, this was a real circus. So there is a real circus in play the here. Real circus. Okay, and yeah. you, you were part of an illusion. So you had to learn a real magician's, a conjurer's illusion. How long did that take? Yeah. How did that go? What was that like? It went really well. It's one of those things that you watch when you're younger and you think, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> so it's not like, obviously, I'm working in the show, but I'm also learning yeah. with this show. So, yeah, I can't tell you too much about it because I don't want to give anything away. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there was a lion involved, but luckily I wasn't anywhere near it. i got to tell you, uh, Michelle, you know how much I love the show, but I, I love mm. it particularly because every single episode is like a mini-movie. Every single episode yeah. is like the missing the missing sequel to Whitnail and I. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's true. It is true. And I think with comedies as well, people watching for half an hour and that is enough. Whereas Brassic, you have an hour and you you sort of like in it from start to finish. Um, and it's one of those shows that people just absolutely love. And I knew that straight away. As soon as I got the script, um, I remember laughing out loud to it. I thought it was hilarious. And I do believe that this series is bigger and bolder and definitely more ambitious. There was the Fatberg, there was the Fatberg moment from season one. And I've got to tell you, I've only watched uh, the first two episodes of season two and there's already about yeah. 13 Fatberg moments. I mean, you know, when, when, <laughs> Nana, when Nana goes and when she's, she's take, well, she's, they attempt to take it to France and she doesn't, well, she does get there. She doesn't get there. I'm not going to give anything away. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, op- the opening, the audacious, the how dare you dance sequence at the beginning of episode number two. I mean, such confidence Michelle it is and that's one of my favorite episodes I think obviously we went to France for uh for a couple of days with that storyline but um again the audience won't guess what's going to happen um but it is it's done so well and uh it's even though that you you know we're dealing with different storylines and quite you know heavy emotions it's never depressing the show is never depressing no, it has, um, a, it has a very bleak backdrop, but that's the reality of it, isn't it? Because it's so, you know, um, th- there aren't car chases. There, well, there are some car chases, but there are running chases. But, you know, when Vinny's, put, you know, he's vaulting over fences, it's on council estates, it's backyards, it's alleyways, yeah. he's over bins. It's, it, you know, the backdrop is so real, but the comedy is so sort mm. of sort of highbrow. Yeah, exactly. And it is a, you know, it's a working class show about working class people, but it is balanced with laughs. And you know, and it is tackling serious issues. Yep. Um, but I do think that sometimes on TV, the way working classes that you know are depicted is kind of miserable. But with this show, even how it's shot, it's shot so beautifully. Like you see the the, the you know the um, northern countryside that you never get to see on TV. Yeah, no, it's, just, it's, it's stunning. You know. 
It's absolutely stunning. So um, where are you going to watch the episodes tomorrow? Have you seen them? What have, what have you seen? What haven't you seen? We've met up and talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen um, episode one. I've seen episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm literally watching it tomorrow as a viewer. I haven't right. seen anything yet. Okay, you so can't you can't really, really get really the, you, you can't get the gang round, can you? Because that's not allowed at the moment. I know, <laughs> I know. And I would have loved to watch it with the guys as well. I would have loved to invite everyone round and have like a bit of a takeaway and stuff. But unfortunately, no, not yet. Maybe so, before not yet. maybe before the end of the series. Of course, all episodes available tomorrow. Now you've got your Sky VIP Q and A tonight. Um, how are you going to prepare yeah. for that? Oh, I'm prepared. Yeah, I've been swatting up on the show. Um, everything's set up. I'm in my attic tonight. I was going to say that's where I get the best Wi-Fi. You've got to prepare your uh, Skype backdrop, haven't you? So, so what backdrop yeah. are you going for? Um, well, the one a bit of depth in there. So I've gone with the uh, <laughs> the old um, attic esque with a bit of flowers in the background. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. And what are you doing between now and then? What, what do you do today? Um, oh, I don't know. It's like Groundhog Day, Chris. I don't really know. Yeah. Okay. I might take the dogs for a walk. Um, I might do a bit of cooking later. Yeah. I might try and do um, a home workout, but I say that every single day and something else, oh. um, you know, takes over. So I don't know. Do you know what we'll I love? See. Do you know what I love about Brassic more than anything? I love um, the fact that nobody on screen isn't a 10 out of 10. Everybody is 10 <laughs> out of 10. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. They, everybody's so good in it. How come everybody's so good in it? There's no, there's like, nobody's even a nine and a half. What did you say? That no one's a 10 out of 10? No, no one isn't a 10 out of 10. Oh, I thought you said that no one's a 10 out of 10. No, everybody's a 10 out of 10. Why would I say that, you idiot? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, okay. Come um, on, dude. <laughs> no, and I think, you know what? All the, char- all the individual characters are so different as well, and they're all so lovable. Yeah. And I think the audience sort of can relate to every character and go, I know someone like him or mm. I know someone like her. And I think it's more that you just can't help but want to be part of the gang. All right. Well, I you, think that's the beauty of the show. You're ace. Um, I don't know who survives season two and who doesn't. Uh, <laughs> season three, has it already started shooting? Because it had to have an hiatus. But that will happen. Of course it, it will happen. It will happen. It definitely will happen. But obviously what's going on at the minute, the industry is pretty much um, on a hold at the minute. So... Well, it is going to happen this year, though. Fingers crossed. It's All right. Well, you're amazing. We've got Joe on tomorrow. Any questions from you to Joe? Anything I could ask him tomorrow off the top of your head? Well, I'm see, I'm see, ask him who won the, the competition because we, he's on tonight with me. Which competition? I don't know how competitive he is. Oh, so, right. Just in um, the Q&A. Who, who gave best in the Q&A? Yeah, and there's no a quiz at the end of it as well. Oh, is there? A brassic quiz. All right. Yeah, okay. There's okay. a brassic quiz. So ask him who won. All Hopefully right. it's going to be me. Okay. Well, Michelle, lovely to talk to you. Well done. You too. Congratulations. Bye-bye. Thank you. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Right, Vassos, who are we talking to next? He's been on the front line, so knows better than most how exceptional the NHS is. His new book, Dear NHS, 100 Stories to Say Thank You, is out in July. So please welcome the best-selling author that swapped doctor and nurse for chapter and verse, oh, it's good. the one and only Adam Kay. Morning, Adam. Good morning, good morning. Thanks How... for having me. Long time no speak. Yeah. How have you been apart from the apocalypse? Yeah, no, we've been fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, of course, we chatted yesterday. We chatted last week. Uh, now, we're involved in your brand new book. Um, when did this thought come to you? And uh, what was the first thing you did after you realised you had to do something? So, um, 
I think a lot of us are feeling quite helpless at the moment. That's why there's been a lot of like amazing charity stuff happening because we're thinking, all right, we can stay at home and, you know, but surely there's something else. And my idea was to get, it was only a few weeks ago I came up with it, was to get a hundred amazing brilliant people to write their love letters to the uh, to the NHS and I went to um, a publisher and they said this is a great idea and then we can give all the money to NHS charities together and the Lullaby Trust to amazing charities um, and uh, and the first thing I did was just getting on the phone and on the email to to people I know such as Chris Evans and people like Stephen Fry and then they started coming in people like Paul McCartney and David Jason, Trevor McDonald, Naomi Harris, Joanna Lumley, Emma Thompson. And I think we've got a brilliant book. So what what's what is what is the sort of rainbow of takes, different takes, different characters, different people, different contributors ha- have had on coronavirus? What it's basically shown me is that whoever you are, we've all benefited from the NHS and we all want to say thank you. So they're not so much all talking about coronavirus as talking about that, you know, when their kids were born or when they were stabbed when they were a student and the NHS pumped litres of blood into them and saved their lives. And um, and, and And some people have just talked extremely emotively about the power of the NHS and which I think is our greatest achievement as uh, as a nation. Now, for some, from somebody who's worked in it and you know written books about it, and would actually were it not be for COVID nineteen, uh, be about to embark upon another tour uh, on this very subject. Have you learned anything from from these different perspectives? Um, I mean, it's 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 told me what a precious thing we have in the NHS, and we have to look for some positives to come from this awful situation and for me it's a couple of things one is that we can come together as communities and pull together and do you know and do great things together and the second thing is I think we will never again take what we have in the health service for granted I think it's it's had better years and worse years in terms of funding I'm hopeful that never again will it you know will it go wanting and do you think that we need to now, you know, as individuals, of course we do, sorry, it's a loaded question, uh, take more responsibility <laughs> for our own well-being because, you know, over and above uh, or under and below COVID-19, you know, th- th- our health conditions, you know, our sort of deteriorating self-inflicted health conditions are rampant through, across the globe, especially in the Western world, especially with our diet and, you know, what you, the, the, the drugs we become addicted to and the lack of accountability to ourselves that we're taking to do with our, our own health. I think that's absolutely right. I think the biggest thing we can all do from a health perspective is get healthier. Um, we know that the healthier you are, um, that the, the better you will fare with this particular nasty virus, but also with any number of other other things. We all need to um, look at our diet and look at our exercise and uh, all, all that sort of thing and make sure that we're not putting too many poisons in ourselves with respect to smoking or alcohol or anything else you're taking. Um, because, you know, prevention is better than cure. That's been 
that's been true for for millennia and we can, we can all we can all do better but having said that it's so difficult at the moment if you're locked in your house if you don't have access necessary to necessarily to healthy fresh foods if you can't go your normal places to exercise you can't go to the swimming pool i get that but um moving forward it is something we all need to we all need to look at all right back to the book adam one more big plug when's it out how can people get it give us uh, some big names again that have contributed to it please so this is called dear nhs a hundred stories to say thank you it's out on the 7th of july it's published by orion you can get it from anyone who's <laughs> legally allowed to sell you a book during lockdown whether that's a big website a small website or a uh, or a, uh, a bookshop who's prepared to post your book. And it has every single famous person uh, you can think of, from Chris Evans to Katie <laughs> to Tunstall to Chris O'Dowd <laughs> to Lorraine Kelly, Connie Hart, yep. Greg James, Louis Theroux, Frank Skinner, Sandy Tox. It's, it's, it's a beautiful book, and I'm so proud to have pulled it together. All right, mate, well done. And we'll talk about the other things um, in a couple of weeks' time, maybe, if you can come back on, you know. Oh, I'd love to be back. Thank you so much. All right, well done, Adam Kay. A force for good, for very, very good. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. From stealing a pony on purpose to nicking a lion by accident. Brassic's Back Series 2 is available in full from today on Sky 1. And here to celebrate with us is the star and brilliant brain behind it, Come on, dude. It's the one and only <laughs> Joe Gilgan. <laughs> Morning, Joe. Morning, mate. How's it going? Very well. Thanks for hanging on. Sorry, that was a bit important, that thing we had uh, to do. You're all right. I've got nothing going on. My life is shambles. <laughs> right, Brassic 2, all episodes available today. I've watched uh, episodes 1, 2 and 3 of season 2. Um, how, do you, how do you want to start this conversation? You, you did the Sky VIP Q&A last night. What kind of questions did you get asked there? Well, do you know what? We, we ended up doing a bit of a quick such a bizarre setup that with that sort of everyone waiting the turn it's a different dynamic to the normal Q&A yeah. so that was terrifying but um, it went really well we did a quiz um, Michelle Path and Ryan won the quiz it was fascinating really really <laughs> funny to watch it's been that it's been amazing the reception the reviews like it's it's gone well again so fingers crossed people watch it <laughs> but it's so funny i mean you know what i love about it is there aren't any jokes actually there was there is one joke in episode three uh airbnb airbnb do you remember that one yeah <laughs> and yeah. that is an actual gag because because it, it's funny but there's no gags in it which is what's really clever but you couldn't resist uh the 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 sort of very right-wing version of airbnb airbnb yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful writing. That's Danny, that. That's our amazing writer, Danny. Right, come on. Um, just, just, just shout about your own, not your brilliance, but the, the team's brilliance and what people can expect from season two. Come on. All right, so season two, it's, you know, it's that second album thing, which is terrifying. Yep. People want the same sound, but it has to be slightly different. So yep. that's what we've gone for. It's a little bit bigger by accident. It's not like we sat there and went, right, it's got to be bigger, better and more explosive. It just accidentally has ended up massive again. <laughs> so... And, and, and season three is even worse than that. So, <laughs> so, like, we've got this impending enormous amount of work on our shoulders that we're all terrified about. But you can it's, it's bloody funny. It's something... It's, you, I want you all to turn off and just enjoy um, all my shortcomings, um, my mental health, you know, my criminality, all that stuff. I just... I really hope 
that it makes people smile, you know. Well, Joe, I've got to tell you, and I don't do this. Uh, I've ne- it's, you know what? I've never done this before. Last night, we had a full-on day. We were up at City O'Clock doing the show, and then it was off to uh, back to the house we're moving from to get some more auction items for, for this auction we're doing. And it was emails yeah. from John Bon Jovi and this kind of stuff for all these auction lots. <laughs> and then I had to get home, and it was, it was a mad tea time with the twins, who were both still under two. Because that's how twins yeah, work. Yeah. They're, they're, apparently, they're the same age their whole lives. It's quite incredible. And then, and then it was then, then it was bath time, and then it was uh, sitting down with Noah so he could to reply to all these people who donate, donated all this money. And then I thought, do you, do you know what I need? I need I need episode three of Brassic. And I'm not just saying this because you're on. And I, I used it for exactly the reason you just cited that. I thought, I just need to disappear and escape into the world of Vinny and his mad mates. I'm so I'm so grateful to you, Chris. You've been so. I know you always tell me not to thank you, but I am eternally grateful to you. Thanks feels a bit empty, man, after everything you've said. No, 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 you know, all, you were this all. way last last year as well, and I'm just so grateful well, to you. Because it's so good. Heard, you know, when not. people make stuff like this, and you know, we can watch it for basically not a lot of money at all. You know, point one pence per episode if you're a Sky <laughs> customer. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. and you think what other things cost in life, and how they make you feel, or what they how they promise to make you feel, but actually yeah. they don't. And yeah. this this really does. You talked about season three. Thanks, Have man. you started shooting that yet? We haven't started shooting it. We're still we're sort of deep into the storyline and writing process. Danny's just sick to death of it already <laughs> really the writer <laughs> no, yeah. oh enjoy, my god he enjoys doing it you've got to let him go off and do his do his thing Dan he likes being on his own you've got to let him get on with it but it, it, it's, going, it's going really really well the scripts the, 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 we're getting first drafts through they're all fantastic we've got an amazing team of writers and creators on the show so it's looking like it's going to be another good one. We're All kind right. of screwed. I think we've become victims of our own success here. It's a lot of hard work. Right. <laughs> and what about the opening sequence, the, the music sequence and, and episode two? Where, what was that inspired by? The big old dance. So we've seen, we've seen a bunch of, like, you know, America's done it a few times on different films. I think it's called 20, what is it, 20 day, 22 Days of Summer or something like that. Yeah. They do this really amazing uh, dance sequence after he's um, had a, a night of romance. And, like, it's just magical. And I I think we wanted to sort of recreate that as best we could. The danger is we don't have budgets like America, so it could have come out a bit pants. But fortunately, it was the one... The day we filmed, it was the only day the sun came out. And, by the way, it looked like you were in California. Yeah, it was amazing. It was such a special day. And I'm so grateful that everybody who was involved, all those dancers, the choreographer... The cast, crew, everyone involved, we really managed to pull it together. That was like an impossible day that we managed to get done. So that was a big deal, that whole dance thing. I'm just so (laughs) relieved it's worked. It's awesome. And also, the fact you saved that for for episode two, and I said to Tash, we were watching it in bed, I said, episode two is so important because everyone's going to watch episode one anyway. And episode two, is is that why you did that at the start of episode two as opposed to at the start of the whole of the new season? Yeah, it is. I mean, Danny's very clever like that. He he knows he knows the sort of uh, the politics and the tone of what people are going to want to see. And I think that would have been absolutely by design the whole dance thing. I desperately tried to veto it because I'm not much of a dancer. I'm not the guy at the pub who's throwing shit. Yeah, you know what you, I mean? You all nailed it. Because the thing is, again, you've got to get the weather. You've got to get the right choreography. That's you've right. got to pick the right song. But then you've all got to be able to do it. And you you, you absolutely blimmin' smashed it. Right. <laughs> uh, Brassic Thanks, 2, everyone. you're very welcome. Uh, it's, it's awesome to have Joe on the show again. Uh, Vinny and the gang back on your screens today. All episodes available of Brassic 2. Uh, that's season two of Brassic. And it's today. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Next up, 
we're speaking to Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, Matt Hancock. First of all, Matt Hancock, what's the most important thing you can tell us this week? Well, I think the most important thing is that we're rolling out a system of uh, to try to trace the virus so that as we get the number of new uh, the number of new cases uh, down and it's coming down, which is good. Um, then we're going to try to trace the virus so we have much more targeted measures for controlling the spread. And we're rolling that out, starting with the Isle of Wight today uh, and then uh, testing it, seeing how that and how the system works uh, before rolling out to the rest of the country. OK, and the Isle of Wight uh, population, very enthusiastic about this, very, very willing, very keen to help. Yeah, well, we saw there's a poll by Isle of Wight Radio that showed that 80 percent of people on the island wanted to download uh, this app. Uh, which is it's really important that people do because the app it, it it will help along with human contact tracers as they're called so that we can it, it, we can get a grip when somebody has test positive we can then get in contact with all the people they've been in contact with and let them know that they might have a problem and the technology helps us to do that so downloading the app helps to control the spread and so helps to save lives and i'm really glad that message seems to be have, have seems to have been picked up with gusto by the islanders uh, on the isle of wight okay so uh, we're all working for the isle of wight this morning thank you guys thank you everybody in the isle of wight uh, amazing amazing work uh, and yeah. this, this has been proven to work because th- this is why australia seems to be have fared so well because they were managing to do this early on and so we, so this this there's evidence that this will work yeah, well, we have what we have looked at countries around the world. Some are developing an app. Some have got one that I've seen the Australian one, and um, it does make an impact. And in, you know, it, basically, instead of having blanket rules on everybody that we've got at the moment, we can have more targeted rules to control the spread. But we can only do it when the number of new cases is relatively low, which is why the social distancing rules for everybody are, are, are still very, very important now. Because that, you know, we it is working. We're getting the numbers down, uh, but there's, we've still got some way to go. All right, uh, so Matt, a couple of personal questions which hopefully will sort of resonate with a lot of people. Uh, as you know, we started this conversation a few weeks ago now with me asking you, could I go and see my daughter up north? Uh, 200 miles, she's pregnant, she's with child, she's going to give birth in June. You said not at all, you stay where you are, you naughty boy, which I did. Um, uh, can I, any chance of me getting to see her in the next couple of weeks? Well, it, I, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but couple of weeks seems a bit seems a bit soon um we we can't relax the rules the social distancing rules yet because we just haven't got the number of new cases down far enough but it is working so you will you will be able to see her at, uh, but i can't put a date on it yet and okay. i look i understand why you want to no no it, yeah it's not it's not per, it is personal to me but it's just sort of an yeah. example of the questions personal people are asking so many people that's the thing. And, you know, when we get questions from the public, they say, these are the questions that people understandably ask. You know, I want to hug my grandchild is a question I get asked a lot. You know, when can I do that? Because Skype gives you so many benefits and Zoom and all the other apps, but it's not the same as, as personal contact. I get that. I understand. All right. Um, masks, the wearing of masks. So I was reading at the weekend, um, some great, yeah. great journalism going on at the week- weekend, hopefully not too sensationalist and, you know, fa- fully fact based. If you wear yeah. a mask and have what's called an aerosol moment, which is a cough or a sneeze, the danger is that uh, the, the 10, 10 billion, I think it is, uh, virus particles can go sideways close to people who are nearer to you because we tend to socially distance nearer uh, askance than we do in front of each other. Um, where does this leave us with masks? We know that you're 
Eurostar. Uh, they, they became um, compulsory on Eurostar from Great Britain to mainland Europe yesterday. Um, what, what, what's the latest on masks that you can tell yeah. us about? What do you think about them, by the way? What do you actually think about the mask situation? Well, I, I, the number one thing I think about masks is that we've got to make sure that the first people who get them are in the NHS and in social care and the other areas where people are dealing directly with people who have got the virus. So we've got to protect the supplies of masks to the people who who really need them where their clinical need is um, is solid. Now, the evidence and the science on wearing of masks in the general public is relatively weak. It isn't it isn't nearly as important uh, as social distancing measures. So the worst thing will be if people wore a mask and thought, no, well, now I'm, you know, I can go near everybody. I'm impervious to this. That is not true. Um, but there is some evidence um, that they that they it can be um, positive. And so we are looking at that evidence and we'll come out, you know, the, if the government policy changes, then we'll let you know. All right. So that's, um, not, that's not changed since last week. We'll be clear about it. You know, we'll be yeah. clear about what we recommend. And why? The recommendation has not changed. And our final question, Matthew Hancock, yeah. is simply this. And thank you for coming on again. And uh, please come on again soon. <laughs> we Matthew. My mother calls me Matthew. You know, that's <laughs> well, well, that's because <laughs> that's because I want to talk to you about your home office, Matthew. Uh, oh. We want to know the the football shirt in the background behind your left yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Is it? It's, is it Newcastle? Is it West Bromwich well, Albion? It's no, no, it's a Newcastle shirt. I got it. Um, uh, it's signed by the whole team. I got it given to me. I've, I've been a Newcastle fan all my life. My uncle Dave is from is is Geordie is from Newcastle. And when I was a kid, he used to take me on Boxing Day uh, to uh, uh, to watch Newcastle. And um, often we'd go. I grew up in in Cheshire, like you. And uh, often Newcastle would play away at Man U, and we'd go to Old Trafford. And um, and so I, from a young age, thanks to Uncle Dave, I've always been a Newcastle fan. And so I went up. Um, I went up and I had a tour of uh, the behind the scenes at St James's Park, and they gave me a shirt. Uh, so it's a bit, it was it's been up there for ages, and I hadn't, I hadn't. I mean, it's the sort of thing that once it's up there, you don't really notice, you know, in your own home. <laughs> well, you do uh, now. <laughs> and, then, and then I and then we did all started doing these home um, Zoom or Skype um, interviews, and I've had so many comments about it, and especially because I don't exactly have a Geordie accent. Loads of people saying, "Oh, you know, what's that all about?" But it's true. It's Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave took me to the footy, and I am now a. I've always been a Newcastle fan. I, you know, as a teenager, it was the era of Alan Shearer and Kevin Keegan, and it was the glory days when we nearly made it, but we never quite did. Thank you, Matt Hancock. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky.